You know, I'm sorry that not everyone here is going to be as lucky as Olivia, who can get up and leave and not have to put up with the sermon today. <laughs> if you feel like you must cry, though, please leave so you don't embarrass yourself. <clears throat> I also want to uh, thank uh, the voices this morning in our first hymn. It was beautiful hearing all those voices together. I hope that we will continue to share our voice as we worship God through song and prayer. The scripture text I've chosen this morning is taken from Luke. If you have been following along in The Chosen, which I hope you have, um, the Chosen TV series, it was a long text that told the whole story of John the Baptist, and I've condensed it a little bit. Uh, we're going to begin on chapter 3 of Luke, verses 3 through 6, and then we're going to do, read 15 and 16, and then verse 18. <clears throat> Excuse me. So listen to the word of the Lord for us this morning. He went into all the regions around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, quote, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth. All and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. All the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, <clears throat> whether he might be the Messiah. John answered them all by saying, I baptize you with water, but the one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So many, many, so with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Send down your Holy Spirit, O God. Tear open the veil of heaven and speak to us as beloved children so we may hear, believe, and proclaim the good news made flesh in Christ Jesus. Amen. This particular text that I'm preaching today is usually heard during Advent. So why are we hearing it now? Well, as I mentioned earlier, if you have been following the Chosen TV series, which I hope you have or will, a large block of the series this week dealt with John the Baptist. And again, why preach this today? The day when Olivia Brooke Martin received the sign and seal of God's grace and covenant in Christ. That's why. More on baptism in a few moments. But first, I want us to think back to when we usually hear this text. It's a time of year that is incredibly busy Right? Sometimes busy by our own making, but yet busy. Traffic has become a nightmare. Kids are home from college and want to be with their older friends. 
Adults are making plans to entertain work associates and, of course, family are coming in. There are cards to be mailed, family photos to be taken. And some, some will write that letter that covers the entire year, explaining everything from births, deaths, travel, lost teeth, and surgeries, and much, much more. Think about how much time and energy we spend preparing for all those activities during Advent. And then even after we finish planning all this activities during Advent, we still have questions. We stand back, what did I overlook? Mm, is that in the right place? If I seat them next to each other, are they going to be okay? Hold on to that thought for a moment. But now I want to move into the text. At the beginning of the third chapter of Luke, we find John, quote, the voice of the one in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, making straight his path. John had become a loud mouthpiece, a megaphone for the Lord. This man had no title, no territory, no authority. And he would not be silenced. He received the message from the Lord, and it was going to be heard. Denise Anderson, a Presbyterian minister, wrote this referring to a song that is common in the African-American church. She wrote from this song, quote, I said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. Ever feel that way? I know I have. John's journey began when the angel Gabriel spoke to his father, Zechariah, telling him that John would be great in the sight of the Lord. Even before John's birth, he would be filled with the Holy Spirit. The angel told Zechariah that John would turn many people to the Lord. John's calling was sharing the word was telling the story of our Redeemer. Our Redeemer began, his, his story of sharing that story began the moment the angel of the Lord spoke to Zechariah. John's calling was clear, to tell the world of the coming of the Messiah, the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit and fire. So how does that speak to us today? Well, I think it's pretty clear. We too are to tell the story of Jesus Christ, our Savior, the Savior of the world. But certainly not like John the Baptist. Now think about this if we were going to try to imitate John the Baptist. If we were to stand in the middle of Lake Norman screaming at people as they came walking by, telling them to repent, or calling them a brood of vipers, what do you think they would think? They would probably call the police. However, there is a right way we can share that story of what we believe. 
If we are as passionate about our story and our belief as we are preparing for certain holidays, what kind of impact do you think we could have on the church, our community, and the world? As Presbyterians, we are included in the priesthood of all believers and are called to witness to Jesus Christ. However, there is a right way and a wrong way to be God's witness in the world. Several years ago, I was leaving a church after their Bible study. Outside in front of the church, there was a father and son holding signs up with printed big bold letters, turn to Jesus. They were protesting a stand the church had taken on a social issue, a social justice issue, maybe immigration. I don't remember exactly what it was, but there are many to choose from, right? They asked me as I walked by, very pleasant, said, sir, what do you think of that church? Well, I responded in kind. I told them I liked that church and the ministry that they, pro they proclaimed and how they spoke up for the underprivileged. Well, you would have thought the world had come to an end. That little boy holding that sign jumped in front of me and took his index finger and shook it in my face and said, Mr. You're going to hell. I looked at his father. His father just held his sign higher. And he didn't say a word. As I walked away, that little boy was still screaming at me. I think you all will agree that that's not exactly how one might guide another to Jesus Christ. Yes, we are called to proclaim the Word of God, but God's Word does not threaten or condemn us. God's Word offers us mercy and grace. Many of you have heard of Denver Moore, the homeless man who became a speaker and a writer. Pardon me, in one of his books titled, Same Kind of Different as Me, he wrote this. Just tell them I'm a nobody that's trying to tell everybody about somebody that can save anybody. Just tell them I'm a nobody that's trying to tell everybody about somebody that can save anybody. That's how we are to witness to the world. A nobody sharing God's truth and mercy. But before, before we can come become that proclaimer for God's word, that nobody, some things must take place in us. Changes. In our scripture we heard this morning, every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. There's going to be a great leveling, friends. Uneven places will be made smooth, obstacles eliminated, stumbling blocks will be no longer. Level ground will be achieved. That great leveling is directed at us. 
All that stuff that we carry around or we hold on to, that bitterness, that pettiness, that resentment will be removed. Our egos will be put aside and we will step out from that mountain of pride onto level ground where God has called us to continue the work of His Son, Jesus Christ. And we know, we know that being faced with that challenge, being on level ground, will not be easy. We will be pushed and we'll be pulled, we'll be torn apart, we'll be fearful and unsettled and embarrassed. But this is how we prepare ourselves to answer God's call. This ground can best be described this way. A good friend of mine worked in a bank for years, and he talked about meeting with various clients. And he told me the best way to make his point was to be on level ground with them, face to face and toe to toe. Level ground. Once we're on that level ground, or brought low as Scripture tells us, we will fully accept God's grace and be that voice of witness and reassurance to God's people. All this begins with our baptism. Even though we as Presbyterians don't remember our baptism, we were infants just like Olivia. And our faith once we are baptized, we are claimed by God and sent on our journey of life and faith in the church and in the world. As we begin our journey of proclamation, remember that we're never alone. Just as you all promised this morning, our faith community has promised to guide and support each baptized individual as they grow in the faith. And of course, more important are the words to remember from Jesus. The words of promising his disciples that he would never leave them alone. The advocate, the Holy Spirit, will be with them and us always. So as Olivia grows into her calling, just as we have and continue to, we all share the Spirit of God that began at our baptism and guides us in our proclamation. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Would you please pray with me? Creator God, it is so good to be with you today. Our souls yearn for it. We spend our weeks rushing around this crowded city and its hustle and its bustle with our to-do lists and our calendar reminders. And then finally, Sunday arrives. We step through the doors of this cool, quiet sanctuary, and once again, we are on holy ground. So while we're here, God, 
we want to offer you all of our prayers. We want to empty our pockets and shake loose every prayer that's crossed our mind this week. We want to dig down within ourselves and leave no stone unturned, giving you every prayer of gratitude, every prayer of joy, every prayer of heartache our lips have murmured this week. We'd like to start by giving you thanks for the simple things like morning coffee and for the way that the sun comes through our windows, for summer meals and watermelon and tomatoes. We want to thank you for walks in the park, for music that makes us want to dance, for birthdays and celebrations. We thank you for lemonade on the lawn, for this church family that's gathered today, for Sabbath and for rest. Help us to remember that these simple things, although simple, are more than enough. But, O oh, Holy One, we ask that you might hear the prayers that weigh heavy on our hearts, for gun violence that plagues our country and our world, for our siblings in Kentucky whose homes are washed away yet again from another storm, for those who are struggling to make ends meet in a fluctuating economy, for our loved ones that are in the hospital, or who are doing weekly treatment. For those who are searching for your healing touch, we ask that you be with them. The list could go on and on, oh God. Our hearts hurt. And we know that you know the prayers that rest silently upon them. We ask that you unravel our fear, that you might hold a lamp to our feet, bind up the broken parts of our hearts, Move like the mighty wind through this room and help us see beyond and turn our eyes to the beauty that you have dripped all over this world. God, we are so grateful for you, for your word and for the hope that it gives us. We ask that you hear our prayers as we lift our voices in unison to pray the words that your son taught us, praying our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debtors. We forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, 2 Corinthians reminds us that God loves a cheerful giver. So with open and grateful hearts, let us now present our tithes and offerings to God. The morning offering will now be collected. Thank you. 
Friends, with open and grateful hearts, let us now dedicate our gifts to God using our printed prayer of dedication. Let us pray. We give thanks, Lord, for all things great and small, for your creatures, plants, water, food, and for your earth that sustains all we know. By your grace, may these precious gifts serve you, your people, and the earth you provided. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. We will now sing hymn number 610. to spread through all the earth the honors of thy name. Friends, that is our call. We are to share the word and the promise of Jesus Christ. And we can do that just by sharing our everyday life. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace now and forevermore. Amen. Yeah.